Hi, and welcome to the Management Podcast Show. Hope you're keeping safe and managing through your people to get the results you want to achieve. Please, if you could do me a massive favour and rate the Manager Map Podcast Show wherever you get your podcast from. It helps others find the cast and hopefully improve their management and leadership skills in the future. And as always, please don't forget to drop me a line on whatever you want to engage on. I love feedback on the show and are always willing to engage. And you can get me at managermappodcasts at gmail.com. So, without delay, let's get on with this week's show. As we enter the start of a brand new year, it's worth taking the time to set the New Year's resolutions and drive forward from week one. As a manager and a leader, we are seen as a spearhead of making sure our business is in the best position for the year ahead, whatever that may bring. To help start the year as you mean to go on, I thought it would be a good idea to revisit my big five of management. So you can spend some time re-listening and re-running the five casts on one-to-ones, feedback, delegation, coaching and empowerment. I always find myself re-listening to audiobooks and podcasts and every time I listen I get a new depth and details that I missed the first time I listened to. It's always a good idea to make some notes if it's safe to do so. If you're driving please don't start making notes as this writing also acts as a help to embed the knowledge. So please have a listen and see what if you can kickstart your new year. But even more importantly When you start doing a New Year's resolution, it's important to learn the facts. It's important to listen to the shows. It's important to take in the knowledge. The Big Five is no difference. But please, don't overthink it. Don't overplan it. When you've listened to it and you've wrote down those notes, just make sure you get on with it. Just go and do it. Now have a listen to my New Year's Big Five of Management. Welcome to the Manager Matt podcast show. The show is designed to give you solutions to your day-to-day management and leadership problems. It's hosted by Matthew Haddock, a frontline manager and leader with over 25 years of experience. If you're ready, then let's get on with the show. Welcome to Manager Matt. This week's episode, Feedback. Can you handle the truth? Today, as part of our Big Five Management Principles, we will examine Feedback and the Feedback Model how good feedback can make such a difference to your working life. We'll discuss how the feedback model works, how to avoid poor feedback, and how to grow feedback to get your team delivering better results. So let's get on with the show. It's funny how many managers I know say that they are really, really up for feedback. They feel it would help them grow, and they really encourage constructive feedback for them and the teams. And then when they get feedback, firstly, they don't know how to handle it, And then if they give feedback, they use it to undermine the directs and the peers. So obviously these people don't really understand the principles of feedback and how feedback should work. Feedback, if taken and given correctly, can be a window into the world of improvements. It can allow you to make mid-course corrections as you steam through the life's changing waters. It makes a massive difference in your personal and your business life. I can remember a time when I received nothing but positive information in a role. You see how I called that information, not feedback? You'll see in a minute. Right up to my annual review, I'd been given such glowing reports. Things were in a good place. Results were being delivered. And then when I got in front of my boss for my annual review, we didn't have one-to-ones with my boss. I'll uh, give you that. That one is a bit of a tip what's coming up. The score was less than favourable. 
As you can probably understand, my reaction to this was not the happiest. And when I said to the manager that I was working for, why hadn't you told me this before? If I'd have known, I could have made some changes. He couldn't tell me. He just didn't understand what feedback was. He felt that doing one or two appraisals a year was enough. Uh, And that is, I think, one of the biggest things that people forget is that feedback is something that needs to happen all the time. It's been described as the DNA, the air around us. You should get feedback as if it was the air. You wouldn't even notice that you're getting it. That's how good feedback should be. But remember, at the minute, that's not what I see when I deal with people in a number of different organisations. Remember, you don't know what you don't know. So you might think other people's behaviours are clear to them, but it might not be the case. And that's where good feedback can really make a difference to you and your teams, and done in the right way, even to your peers and to your bosses. So what is feedback? It's a process of addressing a person's behaviour to keep them either doing something productive or to change if they're not being productive. And it's always around their behaviour you want to improve. What feedback has become is a negative and painful experience. The word criticism. When somebody uses the word criticism, you start to cringe. There's usually an element of personal traits involved in there or attitudes. So people have become that traumatised by poor feedback, then they will run a mile instead of receiving any type of feedback. The default is to protect ourselves and the focus is on denying that the feedback actually makes a difference to them. Now, as being a British person, we don't even take positive feedback well. We feel embarrassed, we're apologetic when someone gives us a compliment, so we're really starting from a poor position to start with. So who should give feedback? Anyone should learn to use feedback. Solid feedback model could be implemented and should be implemented throughout your organisation. But what we're going to talk about today is how managers should be using feedback to improve their teams and to improve the way that their teams behave to push that big performance forward for your team. So how should you receive feedback? If you want to succeed, improve, grow in any setting, then honest feedback should be something you want to go and find. It should be coming from a person with a positive mindset. It wants to be coming for someone who genuinely wants you to improve. Now in the area of digital and uh, social media, the criticism uh, and feedback along um, Facebook, Twitter, um, uh, Instagram is very hard for some people to sort of take. And really what you need to do is start to separate that out from a feedback that you would receive at work. You need to remember that they're not the same. So if you've put something on the internet It's usually someone giving you a negative comment who is quite faceless, something they probably, and I would say majority of the time, wouldn't say to your face. So just consider that when you're thinking about feedback on a social media platform different to the feedback model we're going to go through in a minute. And what you really want to know is, is, firstly, do I know that person at all? Do I value their opinion in any way? Are they giving me feedback from a point of win-win? Or is there another agenda? Or is it just that some people are, as they'd call them, trolls, going out there to pick and have a go at someone who's put themselves out there? So really what you want to do when you're talking about social media is to make a list of people who you value their opinions of. And if they want to say something, you might listen. The rest of them, really, don't listen to them. It's not not worth your effort. Saying that, as I said, 
Work is different. If you're getting feedback from your boss or from your peers and we're using the right feedback model and it's coming from a a positive mindset, I've said before, then it's a totally different one to something you might receive on social media. So let's look at the steps that we need to do to give good feedback at work. So step one, the person needs to be ready to receive feedback. So you need to be explaining that feedback model to the person in your team, just like you did when you explained the one-to-ones. You need to be talking them through what the feedback model is going to be, how it's going to be implemented and how it's going to be used so they understand what they're going to be in for. And people also need to be saying yes when they're going to receive feedback. So you need to be asking that person around, are you ready for the feedback? The first thing you will do with the model is you will say, can I give you some feedback? And it's all right for the person to say no. There may be times where they will say no. Now, obviously, that's hard for a manager to say somebody say no to them but actually you need to understand that that's part of this model then you want to go away and then next time you give them feedback back again now obviously you've got to distinguish between feedback as in a process of improvement or telling something to somebody to stop doing something that's dangerous you don't give somebody feedback when they're going to put their hands into a machine that's a totally different thing so don't get mixed up with that so step one is make sure the person is ready to receive the feedback by asking the person can i give you some feedback step two It needs to be timely. So don't save up all the feedback for a one-to-one or a a meeting because all you can do is start to fester on that. You'll start to run it through your head and then you'll start to get this negativity. And you should never be giving feedback when you're angry. So although it needs to be timely, you need to be walking away, having to think about it, and then coming and giving the feedback within a certain time limit. And always give feedback from a point of caring and wanting to improve. I always home for the point that It's something major that I want that person to do well with. I really want them to be successful in my team. And so that means the feedback needs to be around a timely improvement. Step three, build it on behaviours and not attitudes. You can change behaviours as it's a tangible thing. You can see it and you can measure it. Now that's the difference between a behaviour and an attitude. An attitude is much more difficult for you to put a pinpoint on. So how many times have somebody said, oh, you don't look yourself and you're perfectly fine? Or they might say, oh, what's up with you today? Or, you know, you're always this or you're always that. They're talking about an attitude. Oh, your attitude stinks. Oh, what does that mean? Tell me what the behaviour is that's behind that attitude. Don't just talk about an attitude. So when we're giving feedback, we're talking about building on a behaviour, not an attitude. Step four, you need to be giving examples. As I've said in step three, it's about behaviours. Step four is about clarifying what they're actual behavior is and giving clear examples of that action that needs to be improved or continues so when you do a then b happens very simple very straightforward and step six seems a strange one close with a smile as we're doing this from a place of positive mindset when we want our teams to improve then we need to make sure we can do this with a smile and move on with your day The whole idea of the feedback model is to improve or to continue doing what they've already been done. So there's no reason for this to be a big drama. It should be concise and it should be to the point. And most feedback should take no more than 20 to 30 seconds to give. So let me run through what a continue feedback would sound like. So this is someone who's doing something well and you want them to continue doing it. So this is what it would be like. So the manager would say, hi Sam, can I give you some feedback? Your direct Sam would say, Hopefully, yes. And then the manager would say, when you were in the call this morning, I felt you were very direct and well-informed. 
You came over as if you knew exactly what was going on. You made your team look good and you understood the issues. You also came back with some solid solutions, which will really drive us forward. Now, Sam, can you keep doing that? And Sam hopefully will reply, no problem. Thanks for the feedback. And you'll say, yeah, no problem. See you later. As you can see, look, 20, 25 seconds to deliver. You've driven the message. You've walked on with your day. So let's look at the other side of that. What about a corrective feedback? So this is something you want somebody to change. Sam, can I give some feedback? Uh, yeah, sure. When you come to the project meeting and you don't know what your projects are doing and then you don't know if they're on time, it feels like you're out of control. It makes it feel that you don't understand the importance of those projects for our team to make sure we can deliver the results we're here to do. Can you make sure for next meeting you have all the information you need and you're up to speed? Yeah, yeah, says Sam. Sure I can. Right, thanks. I'll see you later. You see? Quick, concise, actionable and built around improvements. There's nothing in there about being negative. Now, one of the things you may hit as a bit of a, um, a pushback is people want to start doing a massive debate on that. And that's why it's important at the beginning to really get people to understand what the feedback model is around so that they understand day in, day out. It's not about having a discussion at that point. It's about you giving them feedback as their boss, as their positional power around what they need to improve. Now, some people won't take that well. Some people, as we said earlier, have been being so negative around feedback for so many years in their life, then taking feedback on a constructive side can feel really uncomfortable for them. So you need to really hone your skills at getting people to do that. And one of the top tips that I would start with is the first month you go for continue feedback. So go out and when you're giving feedback, using the feedback model, you start with the continue. So you're not doing anything around the change process. You're just giving them time to get used to getting positive feedback. Now, don't go out trying to find positive feedback that's not there. You know, hi, Sam, can I give you some feedback? Yeah, yeah, boss. When you opened that door this morning for me, that was brilliant. Can you continue with that? Yeah, no problem. Thanks. That's not what it's about. Let's not make it false. It's meant to be driving actions and being clear around what they can do to correct. And if you start getting the culture right, people really appreciate the feedback model. So let's recap them steps. Step one, make sure the person is ready to take the feedback. Step two, it needs to be timely. Step three, built on behaviours, not attitudes. Step four, give examples of behaviours. Step five, ask that person for an action, improve or keep going, and then close with a smile. Well, thank you for listening to How to Deliver Feedback. Now it's over to you. You have the background of how it works. You have the context of how you can deliver results. You have the step-by-step -step guide. Now it's up to you to take action and start seeing benefits. So what are you waiting for? Do it. Nothing comes from nothing. Okay, that's it for me, Manager Matt, this week. Thanks for listening and goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to this Manager Matt podcast. We hope you found it interesting, helpful and actionable. One last thing, please leave a quick review on iTunes or with your podcast provider as it helps to spread the word of Manager Matt. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the podcast. And if you did like anything in particular, send an email to managermattpodcast at gmail.com or visit managermatt.co.uk for more content. Feedback is a gift, so let's keep giving. See you next week.